Dr. Dizzle, this would be the Death Piles and Taxes podcast. I feel like it's been a while that we've recorded together. Yeah, you can say that. I tried last week, but you were just too busy. Oh, I don't believe that. I said, let's do a show, and you're like, I got to go. I got to get out. It's midnight, my wife needs to see me. Well, it's because I feel like uh, you're double dipping. I feel like I might be cheated on. Double dipping? I was going to wait and announce it with Jimmy when we were recording that show, but it just doesn't... Wow. It doesn't happen, uh... I got another podca- podcast, see, that's why I'm so professional, I can even say the word. I got another podcast that uh, just came out called uh, Lonely Town, it's a killer's podcast. As uh, people have uh, been listening know, I'm from a small town in Utah called Nephi, Utah, which is all of a sudden pretty famous. A uh, new killer's record came out, and it's all about my small town uh, where I grew up. Jimmy Cheapy Pants on this show, Jimmy McKnight on that show, uh, who was a guest here, and we were going to talk about just... Uh, if you go back and listen when he was on, uh, we kind of yeah, talked about years ago. Yeah, but it's in the it's in the archive. It's actually up. I've, I've checked okay. to make sure it's it's up on the uh, you got the, the relist. Of, if, if if you're new to the show and you're kind of catching some of the old episodes that are kind of coming up sporadically, it's because us and Joe Rogan have a lot in common, and Spotify kind of shut us down for a minute. Adam was a UFC uh, trainer announcer for a while, yes. and he had a, a Fear Factor type show, but it was actually. It was in Guatemala. It wasn't quite it's successful, but he's following the step footsteps. And so we're we're really big in Guatemala right now. As far as reselling podcasts go, we're in the top ten in Guatemala. <laughs> you can check the numbers on that, and that's because of Adam. But uh, <laughs> no, we we uh, me and Jimmy do a podcast. It's a lot different than this podcast. It's just about growing up in Nephi, uh, what that was like. And Brandon Flowers, the lead singer of the Killers was there at the same time as us, and we talked about this new record that came out, and uh, anyways, in that previous thing, we talked about Jimmy golfing with somebody famous, and that was that story, but this is longer form, so yes. if you like this, if you like hearing uh, D-Roy talk, Sultry sounds of D-Roy. Go, go check out Lonely Town and Killers Podcast, give it a five stars review, and uh, while you're at it, give this uh, podcast a five stars rate and review, and we appreciate it. I will tell you that there is going to be a lot of opportunity there to, uh, I guess, um, make some money. Like, I'm hoping that, that JCP, Jimmy Cheapy Pants, the original and only, man, might have kept some of those golf scoring cards. Like, could you imagine, like, the attest on that one from Brandon Flowers from whatever, 1997? We didn't get a hold of him. And uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking maybe yearbooks have signed. That would be cool. Uh, I don't know. Have you guys pulled like your your junior high, like your high school yearbooks, showing your pictures? No. Here's the problem. So I've set up a pretty good Facebook account with it. Jimmy's got the Instagram ready to roll. Uh, the day the record came out, I, I bought the CD. I went to a Target and actually original the, CD. the physical CD. Then I went to the church, which was on the cover of the CD. And uh, put it in. We drove all around town, and it was it was really, really uh, 
sentimental. It was it was it was an experience. Choke the guy up. I'll get into more of that over on the other show. But uh, there's there's alternate so so you can buy signed copies of this. Ooh. They have different versions of like labels on the cover. Ooh. They have cassette tapes. They 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 got a merch guy that knows what he's doing. Yeah, so it's because they've probably been listening to the Death Piles and Taxes podcast. You know, I, I, who knows? No at this point. Sport, you know, because they did come out with like the older type. Like you needed to buy the CD to kind of get like the script, and because they're hitting the vinyl. I wonder if you can get it on vinyl. Oh, you can. Oh, uh, man. Friend of the show, Waddy, has informed me that he's already bought the vinyl. He liked it so much on the other platforms. So Waddy, shout out to Waddy. Waddy is is all over it, and like I said, we've been kind of talking about. Uh, Getting into music, getting into sports, there are so many avenues to make money in this reselling game, and a lot right now is dealing with uh, memorabilia because, you know, there, there are, as you get a little older in, in, in age, you kind of have some of that disposable income to buy on art, events, Hamilton tickets, and also Derek's getting ready oh, for yeah. it. I mean, Summer Slime, it's kind of the same thing. Same thing. thing. So, how, and, you know, at the end, somebody gets shot. That's how it ends. Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Burr, um, it, you kind of get through some of these different um, times in life, and it, as cash becomes a little more disposable, instead of worrying about eating um, like we did when we were in our uh, early 20s, now you have some, some income to put in some other things, and a signed album is really cool. It becomes that Art Deco type thing that you can put in your office, your man cave, especially when we're you know kind of m like morphing back away from the Zooms, but... In the background, in your Zoom meeting, there's a lot of cool stuff well, it's just, that people I mean, will sell. And, there, and there's people that collect it. So we always talk heavy on sports cards and stuff. And I always say, you know, you don't have to just do sports cards. Here's an example. Maybe you're into music. Uh, a new album comes out, and there's alternate covers, and you go for a certain cover. Uh, there's some comic books. You know, I always start getting into comic books. They actually have different covers for comic books, which I guess if you're into the comic books, you know this, and it's no big deal to you, but... I'm learning there's alternate versions of covers, and some are shorter prints than the others, so some are more sought after. Uh, same with music. There might be a different cover. There might be, you know, whatever, an autograph, an insert. Um, so, yeah, there, there's no shortage of ways to try to find things that can be collectible, that people might just put up on display. Uh, being that I'm from this town, now I'm like, that would be kind of a cool album to just have framed and like up. I mean, you know. That would be really cool. And as much as I know that the reseller community is, is large. It's, it's big league. There's a lot of us out there. It's growing. Um, apparently, we're not quite as big as uh, people who enjoy the Killers type music. I don't know. I mean, I haven't took a survey or seen the Census Bureau, but there's a... I checked out their YouTube views. Uh, there are a lot of them, I guess, well over in the billions of views. No, uh, that's a... I'm glad I'm glad, glad I'm sneaking in that niche, then. And... and uh, the Reddit group you're a part of, I know there's like 22,000 like diehard, yeah, you know, we're trying to pump it up, so that'll be in there. So, well, and here's the thing I talked about with Jerry Sloan, and I say there's always somebody from like there's always something, right? I totally forgot that this might be a, a niche for me. Like, I don't know what's around Nephi, but there might be, you know, some memorabilia, it might be something, it might be old yearbooks that could go. Um, Ooh. you know, you never know if if you. If, do you know who the librarian is down there? I'm not saying her name over these airwaves, okay. but yes, I do. Okay. Do I need to inform her? If there are yearbooks missing, I suggest you check out Derek Everett's house. And she can buy them back. <laughs> they are for sale. She can go on eBay, 
or, or you probably do it on the Facebook Marketplace. But I, if I remember right, you're banned from the, the Facebook Marketplace down in that area. Is that right? No. I'm, the Facebook Marketplace is just it's just the Facebook Marketplace, Adam. If you're on it, you're on it. You're thinking of the Nephi Indoor Yard Sale. Oh, that's what I mean. I am banned from uh, a big fight over fingerlings, I believe it was, maybe Hatchimals, going you back. scumbag. Going back, you know, several years, and... Maybe with my good deeds, I'll be reinstated. Maybe, maybe if uh, if everything lands right, they'll decide to bring me back into the brotherhood. But uh, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> the brotherhood, or sisterhood. I, I, whoever's doing yard sale stuff down there. There's two things that I'm trying to find. I thought you were going to say in life that we're certain we were out. I, I, thought, I thought we were done. No, no. I've been I've been waiting for this. I've had to sit in the background and kind of uh, you know understand what it's like doing that. You're the producer. I'm the producer, but you know I'm, I'm missing out spending my time with D-Roy. No, there's two things that have happened. Large, uh, first, pulling up the, the eBay numbers. I guess they sold, I, I don't, I don't want to misquote it, but was it one billion or two billion cards so far this year? It was a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot with a B. And it showed all the percentages of all of the basketball, tennis, soccer, huge, huge numbers of increases. And also your Pokemon, your Yu-Gi-Oh's, your Magics, all kinds of things. <laughs> record, record numbers have been sold on the um, eBay platform. We'll, we'll get into it in a minute, but I purchased uh, Pokemon and Magic just this week. So I, I think it's Pokemon. Well, I say Pokemon. Mon. I'll sell Pokemon, but I'll pronounce it Pokemon. Oh, man. I'm going to have to get to you with your pronouns. Pronouns, pal? <laughs> yes. So, we're going to get into that. Can we get into probably the largest scandal that has hit the sports card market? This, this is great. As, uh, as of today, this is breaking news. Scandal. Um, Shield bids, and if you don't know what that is, everyone that's done auctions before has thought this through in their head. But it's basically, I put up an item for sale, and I have my buddy or an alternate account go up and, and kind of bid it up against somebody that's interested to try to make that uh, demand go up. So that it's kind of a forced bidding war. Adam, go ahead with this big story. So, Derek knows a lot about Shilb. He's been, between him and our buddy Michael Benjamin, they are throwing some big doll hairs trying to I thought you were saying, know a bunch about Shilb bids. I'm like, I don't do that. I, I, it's not worth the, the no. The point is, no, it's so stupid. I'm just, I'm just saying, you guys have been bidding on some large items yes. that, that shouldn't be, like the a dollar amounts that you're putting in. That should kind of be like where the top end of the market is. You would think, you know, but and the only reason why is because the comparables are close to that top. But now things are selling for two to three times. Well, let me give the example. So what I like to do is I like to do my snipe bid. So the last three seconds, it just goes all in and I'm either, I got it or I don't. So that's, you know, for an example to kind of, you know, hone in a little bit more. If somebody has a, a Ric Flair autograph card that is on a seven day bid and usually the bids heat up towards the end. But let's just say that it's at $500. Yeah, $500. Maybe I say, well, that's worth 725 for me. Instead of putting in 725 and letting it go clear up right there, I'm going to use a program that's called a Snipe uh, program. I'm going to put my max bid is $750, and I want that to be achieved with three seconds left. So the computer with three seconds left, a robot basically will make that bid for me, and it will go all in, and either I'll get it or I won't with three seconds left. So what happens is me, the average Joe guy who is still learning about Snipe bids, I haven't used it, I'm sitting there thinking, oh boy, I'm winning. I'm winning. And it's at, you know, 575. And what might happen is 
that last 30 seconds, somebody might come in and be at 600. And I like hurry and put in my bid, say, well, I want it to be 627.70. And then I just come in and clear house before you can even react. Yeah, with like three seconds left, it automatically goes up. So there's two things there. When you bid and on items that you want, make sure to outbid. Don't just do like 625 because another person might have that in at 625 and because they're in there first, their bid wins. So always go like a, a, a cent. 625 Yeah, or 625.73. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Whatever your dollar Some is. Some weird, yeah. just off thing. It'll in, it, it, it the, a better chance to get that. Because for a baseball analogy, the tie goes to the runner. The runner's the guy that was there first. Yes. Uh, so, and the reason I do three seconds, I can do one second or whatever, is because if there's some sort of a weird glitch or whatever, I just want enough time that it got the bid in. Uh, we're talking microseconds with computers and things, but enough that can be there and processed, and I either win or I don't. Uh, the reason I do this is there was a Hulk Hogan card that was a one-of-one one, um, that was autographed that came up a couple weeks ago, and I didn't do my sniping thing, and I saw, okay, it's up there. I bid on it, and it was a bidding war. This other person outbids me. There's still like five days left. I'm like, well, I'll show that guy. You're not going to raise it up, huh? You know, and so... At some point, I went in a little deep for what I'm comfortable with, and I, I just wanted to be that guy. So I just went up to as high as his max bid and thought, oh, he'll come in with $5 more after, you know, with, with 10 seconds or whatever to go. But so I was into it, you know, uh, several, a few hundred dollars, and uh, it, was stayed, it stayed that way for a few days. And I thought, oh, man, I'm going to get stuck with, like, because it was more than I wanted to pay, but I kind of got that bidding war of, like, listen, buddy, there's a week left to go. Like, and I kind of was running them up intentionally, but then I almost got stuck with it. And so the card uh, the card sold and it went for more um, than where I was at, thank goodness. Uh, but that's the reason I'd like to do a sniper is because then it would just automatically go in and I'd probably get it for lower or, you know, if it did go up high, obviously I wouldn't have it. However, with that same card, uh, it turned out that that guy didn't pay and it went back on the auction block and I did put it in a snipe. And it went for a lot more than even where where it went like a week before. So yeah, you never know. But uh, back to the scandal, Adam. Um, so the shield bidding is basically what it does is if this card that you know we think is, is or, worth, or any item, yeah, or any item, it could be any particular just on an auction. Um, you are essentially bringing in a heavy hitter to basically bump that up because you know that you know there aren't a lot of them or people want that item, so you bring somebody in who will drive up the value knowing that, hey, there's a really good chance that we don't get this, and if we, you know, by chance do, we'll just resell it again. Well, it's, yeah, it's me and Adam are a partnership. I say, Adam, I'm putting up this card, and I just need you to bid on it and get it up to $1,000 or, or whatever, and, yeah. then, and then be out. So Adam comes in, and, you know, some guy's in there 100 Adam goes 150 they go 200 and he just kind of keeps raising it up. Until it's until that's the word until it's to the price where I'm like okay you're done drop out or maybe I think it's valued for more and I don't want to sell it for under this certain amount I'll just have him go up to that certain amount and then yeah he paid me uh, Marcus paid and then relist so there was a a, a big uh, consignment company the largest consignment company PWCC we can use their name because it's in the report apparently the FBI was involved. And they showed up to their facility, guns ablaze coming in, and we're not just talking a couple hundred dollars, we're talking hundreds of thousands, 
millions upon millions of dollars that they have basically so so hyperinflated. Been talking about for the last oh, over a year now. The the market of cards has just went up crazy. This is a company where you would send in your card to them, and they would be a consignment company for you. So they would sell it, but they would guarantee that you get the highest prices essentially. And so they just go in house and, and list it all, and they get a cut of whatever the card went for. I don't know what the percentages were, uh, but. So uh, the FBI, um, I don't know who tipped him off. Does it say anything like that in the story? It doesn't, but I'm guessing there was a whistleblower. I'm guessing there was somebody that was on the inside. So they put these cards up for sale, and then they, I don't know if it was internally or how they worked it, and that will probably come out uh, as the days go forward, but they'd have somebody that would just shill bid. So uh, our friend Mike uh, Painter, who we talked about every episode just a minute ago, there was a Ric Flair, this was just the other day, I think it was with them, there's a Ric Flair rookie card uh, that he's talked about on the show before, and he was sending us over screenshots and stuff, and he's like, hey, guys, uh, you know, I'm, I'm putting all the lunch money in, essentially, and he's showing us where he's willing to go and his max bid, and, and uh, you know, this, this card still had a week left. Yeah. Well, after he put that in, within a few hours, he was already outbid. Yes. And so what was happening is on these higher-demand cards like a Ric Flair, or I'm sure Mike Trout, or... Uh, LeBron James, yeah, these bigger, bigger names, bigger where, you, where you know that, I mean, the Michael Jordans that have been going for hundreds of thousands of dollars, uh, this this company was just shield bidding and saying, okay, uh, we're just going to bid it up because they got a good percentage of it, and the person who bought it or who sold it to them, the consignment, would get their cut. I'm sure they had no clue that was what was going on. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, I think eBay has said uh, you're no longer on eBay to them. Uh, from what I was reading, they still are right now. I'm on there, but the the first the first thing that if you put in the word PWCC, um, some guy man, he's already capitalizing. He already knows what he's doing. He basically created uh, for a hundred dollars PWCC PSA FBI fraud printed article. <laughs> you will receive copies. Read ten or more for or trend. Basically, this guy's putting it out there that hey, this is the article. I don't know if you can really buy it, but he wants it to be on the front part that the people are seeing. This it. is a big deal. Like this, and it is. This was a big, uh, a big uh, consigner. I mean, they have to have thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, of cards sitting there. I don't know how they'll all get returned. If I was doing business with them, knowing all this, I would ask for my cards back. At this point, I would because even even if they are allowed to stay on platform, which I don't think they'll be able to. I'm not going to trust them. Or you can go do an auction if you see that with them anymore. Like, no. yeah, well, yeah, you've lost all your credibility. Absolutely. And so I don't, I don't understand why they would risk. They're already the biggest in that field. I don't know why you'd risk your whole reputation and your company to do this because uh, now, I mean, you've got no credit. You're going to be, you know, if not arrested, paying all sorts of fines. You got the FBI that's going to be looking at your books. If you're, if you're cheating on this, there's. Uh, probably good chances that you're cheating on other yeah, there's gonna forms be a of business, lot right? Of scandalous other things going on. I'm guessing if this is going on, I would not be a bit uh, surprised if the books were being cooked. Um, that's just me throwing that out there. There is no information yet. That's just uh, an assumption or a uh, allegation that I'd say, hey, if they're doing it here, if I were Uncle Sammy and I were a revenue agent, I would be looking into that one because we're talking hundreds of millions of dollars in consignment. And so if you do have cards in there, I'm just saying those might go vanishing. They might be trying to pay off things to get bills paid or, or things might just go missing. So I would ask for my stuff back. I saw some other places say, well, maybe they can come join us. I don't, 
uh, stupid move. Um, it's kind of sad. There's a few other consignment companies. Hopefully this isn't uh, the standard and more doesn't break on other companies like this. But again, with the demand and the prices and cards, people get greedy. I would not be surprised. There's the old uh, Clark Howard phrase of uh, pigs get fat, but hogs get slaughtered. Yeah. So don't be a hog. Uh, don't be stupid. Get rich off of things or, or make some money, but don't you know cross those boundaries to where you're going to ruin yourself, your reputation. And it's not worth it. it. It really isn't. They had a great thing going, and and they would have continued. You don't really need the shield bids on a lot of these cards. Maybe it wouldn't go for one hundred twenty-three thousand. Maybe it only goes for one hundred ten thousand. That's still a lot of money. It is a lot of money. It's it's definitely a lot of money. Or there's going to be some bids coming in, and maybe. And here's the thing with auctions, and this is why I do a lot of buy it now. Maybe the demand's not there. Maybe I have a one of one card, or, or not one of one, but just a card that's. You know, it's not going to be high demand, but when the right person comes, he'll pay the $40 for it. If I need an auction, it won't go for more than nine because it'll just be one guy that knows he can come in and get it at the lowest uh, bid. So I think that's kind of the thing, too. It doesn't always have to be an auction. There's not always going to be that bidding war, but there are going to be people interested in it. And, and there's no reason to gouge that person that's interested in it more than what you feel is your fair price. So yeah. don't make a fa false uh, bidding war against the same person that's... Don't bite the hand that feeds. And, and that's kind of, we, we've encouraged um, truthfulness. I mean, that's the whole idea of why, uh, me as a professional, the things we've talked about as far as accounting, they apply to business in general. And, and you know, if you run a business, if you are selling anything online, you run a business just like any other storefront. You run a business and you want to be ethical and legal and, and work with people in, in any aspect because it will always come back to bite you. I can promise you that anyone that I work with that thinks that they're going to cheat Uncle Sam and I'm not going to do it, you know what, they, they just, it doesn't work out in the end. You, you have to pay your fair amount within the legal bounds and yes, that means if you're making money, you can write off some more things. You can, you know, actually count that real trip to you know, Southern California, and you went on a sourcing trip, and you can include that as a write-up when you're making money. You can't include it if you're making $2,000 and your trip cost you twelve. Like, that that dog don't hunt. You, you got a, an expensive hobby. But if you're bringing in $150,000, which a lot of resellers that I, I know with are dealing, or even $25,000, a $3,000 trip to go sourcing and actually buy things, it's legit. It's within the realm of possibilities. It could happen. Does, it, does that make sense? Yeah, it, it totally does. And I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say that they are going to get banned. There's no way they stay on eBay. There's no way eBay lets this happen because what's that said to everyone else's, uh, you know, you, you got to make a big um, statement here. You can't, that is against eBay policy for shield bids. It's illegal to do. Uh, there's there's no way this company survives on eBay. So yeah. um, I'm just going to go out on the limb and big, big, bold prediction, I know, but. Uh, so so long to them, and it, we'll see as the the story unravels. I'm sure um, there's going to be a lot more that comes out. Maybe it'll be a TV miniseries at some point, Adam, and and they can take uh, death piles and taxes clips and put us right in there, like we're on Dateline or something. Speaking of miniseries, not always sports related, but this one happens to be sports related. I watched the uh, mini documentary on the Malice in the Palace back in 2004, I believe when uh, the Indiana Pacers and the Detroit Pistons had a, a, a falling out. That was, that was pretty cool. It was, and they went into the stands. 
it was very interesting because you can really see how the media sometimes wants to portray, you know, like show their story and show exactly what it is. Man, there was a lot of stuff that didn't get showed, a lot of footage, and um, those guys, like, there were some pretty nasty things that those fans did. And Homeboy threw a chair and hit somebody in the head, and it was just a, a fan doing it to another fan trying to hit a player. There was a lot of nastiness that happened, but if you were at that game and you kept that ticket, you're going to make a lot of money. Uh, that's what I was saying. I was just seeing over on our, our uh, friends over at Booger, some people had the tickets, and... Um, I don't know if there was programs that I saw, but if you have that and you get uh, sent over the PSA, they'll put it right on there, you know. Yeah, those of you new to the program, Booger's Facebook page is a, uh, it's it's the best. It is the greatest place for any kind of um, ticket stub memorabilia. A lot of it's sports stub memorabilia, but Derek's gotten into Nirvana, Woodstock, Elvis. Um, it's essentially, it's a group that talks about different stubs that are becoming hot. They're becoming like these sports cards, but in a different different fashion. It's kind of that way to say, oh, I was there for that, or hey, remember when Kobe scored 81? And it, the same thing with everything else. If you send it in and have it graded, it increases the value 5, 10, 15x. And the nice part with, with ticket stubs is the population is so low that the grade isn't necessarily as important, meaning if it comes back a 3, you might be the only ticket in the game, you know, legitimately. Like, there isn't anybody else out there with it, so you can name your price on a lot of that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's kind of nice. I mean, it, it's one of those things I think it's going to be picking up. It seems to already be gaining some popularity, but uh, a lot of uh, ballparks and things are going digital-only tickets, so it might become a nostalgic-type thing, too, where people just want the ticket just to have that. I mean... Here in 10 years, it's going to be something they're reading about. You know, they used to have physical tickets where you went to the ballpark and they gave it to you, and then you're just like, well, that'd be cool to have. I mean, you know, almost a piece of history. So uh, we'll see what happens. But I've been a little preoccupied. I know I've been able, I'm able to multitask. That's what I do all day. I just sold a card for $130. I'm in a good mood right now. Nice job. I, I've sold a few cards over over the last uh, couple of days that, Man, it just it's just weird with eBay. The more you list, I know we say it all the time, but I've I've made it a, a conscious effort to where I'll get home from work and I'll I'll sit down and I'll list for uh, you know thirty minutes to an hour every day, uh, just kind of chip away at the stone. My sales have started to come up and, and reflect that. So uh, with the holidays and things coming up, I know a lot of people are kind of on the slow thing, or you know like their eBay numbers are down. Uh, it doesn't hurt to get listing even if you're just preparing for the fourth quarter and things that might be going around Christmas time or, or warmer weather or, or I mean, I guess colder weather, depending on where you're at. But it's it just get listing and if things happen. Ab sells a card for $120, we'll do a podcast. Magic, magic, magic. And I'm doing the same thing. I'm trying to buy another card and, and just, you know, there's just, it's fun. It's very much fun. It's a way to make money. It's essentially, with what we're doing, it feels a lot like day trading. It feels like a real investment that you're enjoying. Um, so I don't know. You don't know until you try. Does that make, I mean, we've talked about that a lot. You know, if, if you're listening to this podcast, you're obviously um, either interested or, or thanks, Barbara. We appreciate you listening to Derek's mom. We know there's more than that, but, you know, giving a lot of love to Derek. But most people here are interested in, in reselling. 
Well, and with that, Adam, do you know what today is officially as we record? I do not know what today officially is. I was going to bring it out, but you, you hit me with some other good stuff coming out. Today is actually National Thrift Store Day, so we should probably be out participating, and I don't know what kind of uh, specials could be had. Uh, as you hear this, it's, it's National it's, Thrift Store Day? It's National Thrift Store Day. So. Wow. So I don't know if you go down to the Savers, if you go down to the uh, the Goodwill or, or whatever, if they cut you a deal, or, you know, maybe it's just one of those things. But uh, And, and if, speaking of don't sell yourself short. I know a lot of us don't like signing up for these uh, members, you know, like they grab your social or your, uh, your social security your, your, your and your email, mom's date of birth. Your, your, your email address and phone number, like everybody has a club now they want you to sign for. Those uh, Savers, Goodwill, like they'll send you a coupon and say, Hey, if you go on Thursday, you can get Thrifty Thursday. They'll give you 50% off of your entire purchase. Yeah, your entire items. purchaser. Or, or that's the good thing. So if you go to some of those places that have the blue items or the red items are already 50% off, and you get the coupon code that says, you know, if you spend $50 or more, you get $20 off or you get 30% off, you can go in there and just look for that color of item and you can, you know, I mean, you can take a, a grocery cart out for, you know, pennies. Um, I mean, really, you can get things fairly cheap. So, yeah, yeah. and so a lot of those are exclusive to if you've uh, signed up for the club or not. So if you are thrifting, if you are reselling that way uh, with Goodwills and, and with Sabres or uh, I don't know what's in your area, but see if they do have those clubs. Salvation Army. Salvation Army. That's another one I've been to before. And, and yeah, it's worth it to go and say, hey, you got any sort of a membership club or or any way that I can save some extra coin. It never hurts to ask. And, but it, in other essence, don't pretend that you're an educator or a military member just to get the discount. But if you are, that's right. take the discount. Yeah, and don't say that you're on your way to Iraq just so that you can meet a lovely lady and have a, a farewell kiss. It sounds like you're getting way too personal, Adam. Oh, I'm just saying, I may or may not have seen that personally happen in certain instances. Is this first-hand accounting? Uh, it, not for myself, but okay. bystanders. Sounds like you got this way too, uh, way too down to a science. Well, in that instance, I would encourage it. Well, it, it's never good to impersonate a military uh, person, but it, it, I guess the reward might have uh, reaped the, the, the benefits or the. Uh... I'm not touching this one. <laughs> well, that being said, we better take a break, get back on track, and uh, we'll get off the scandals of uh, PWCC. Uh, shill bidding on randomness. Hey guys, it's uh, D. Roy Everett and Adam Beasley from the Death Files and Taxes podcast that you're listening to right now. Your favorite account, I know. It's the greatest thing in the whole world. A lot of you have been asking what you can do to help the podcast out, and seriously, all we want is a review. Yeah. Hopefully it's a five-star review, but if not, be fair, uh, at least a four. We know you're listening. Like I said, we see the numbers. We're all over the world. Like I said, it's just we see it. We appreciate everyone listening. Help us get a little higher up there. Help us uh, get more new Absolutely. listeners. The algorithms, people can help find us out, and it really does help. So if you can go to Apple iTunes, that's where a lot of you are already listening, or, or wherever you're listening. Spotify, Apple, you know, all of these different things. They're all out. Wherever you listen, give us a... You don't even have to write a review. Just give us five stars. If you want to give us a review, that's cool, too. We appreciate it. And keep listening. Thanks for listening, guys. Sellhound, Adam. What does Sellhound do? 
Well, they're going to be your digital virtual assistants. They're going to list all that stuff for you. You send them the pictures, they do your eBay listings. But how much? It's going to cost me a lot of money, right? Man, the first three are going to be free. After that, it's it's so cheap that you'll think that Jimmy Cheapy Pants himself is doing it for you. And what do I got to do to get into that? I love that. Man, go over to Sellhound, try the app, do the free listings, and then put in our code, Death Piles, all capital letters, Death Piles 25. They'll give you 25% off whatever rate you decide to go with. I mean, you got to know somebody over there because that's a good deal. Matt, we might know the CEO. And, well, I heard that you may get some good words with her, and we really appreciate it because we know that her product is going to help you because Granny always said, You can't sell goods out of an empty wagon, and sell how is going to fill that wagon for you. All right, D-Roy, part two hopefully is not as scandalous as part one. Let's have some good news. i got some good news for you. You ready? I love good news. What do you got for me, buddy? Well, as, as you know... Um, Last time we recorded, there was the eBay Open event online, um, and there was some there was a few in that. What are you doing there? Sorry, I just had to spin the mic a little bit. You make it a little tighter. You know, I got I got to edit all this. It shouldn't have come through. Well, I'll leave it on there so you can hear it come through. Um, I was gonna cut that out, but now I'll leave it on there so you can you can hear that. And, and uh, all right, moving on. eBay Open eBay open, yeah, positive good news. Last last podcast, I think I was yelling at you, so I need to get nicer. Yes. Uh, they announced that they're going to have a program uh, to where if somebody makes an offer or or purchases an item from you, um, they have to pay immediately. So it's not going to be any more of this. Um, yeah, thank you. I'm going through that right now as we speak. It's not going to be any more of uh, you accepted the offer and then, oh, maybe I'll pay you, maybe I won't. You wait a couple days and they don't pay. It's a hot item. And all of a sudden, it's not as hot because of new shipment of whatever comes in or whatever. Or just the person, you know, gives you the, the sob story about, um, I, I don't know how many people's kids have bought items from me or how many people have bought something that immediately lost their job the next, you know, 10 hours. And I'm just like, just don't buy it. And so uh, what's going to happen, and it's going to be probably a slower rollout, is it will just be a, if you buy it now, you pay for it now. So uh, almost like an escrow of, Okay, I'm going to offer you $20 for this item, but eBay will say, okay, we're holding that $20, and if they accept it, it's automatically payment, goes through. If not, they give the money back to the to the person trying to, you know, the buyer. Yeah, it's it's frustrating sometimes, especially when it gives you like four days. It's like, really, are you going to buy it or not buy it? And especially when it's a, you know, a hot item, you don't want to have it sit there and have them not pay Yeah, the, the four days, and you got to relist it and then deal with all that, so... I mean, there's there's nowhere else. Uh, I mean, you can't go down to Walmart and put a, a loaf of bread on the uh, you know conveyor belt and it gets up there and they scan it and you uh, him haw around and say, I'm gonna come back for that in a couple of days, but I still want it. You know, you gotta pay for things. I mean, it's pretty common sense. Same with any other. I can't think of any other place that kind of has that option. It's not even if they were doing like a credit or something where eBay would be the creditor and then you know they could pay interest, whatever. I just want my money. You know, if you're going to pay for it, if you're going to make me an offer, if I'm going to accept it, I just give me the money. I'll get to the mail, and you'll get your item. That's uh, that's how that should go. So it's nice to see that eBay is kind of listening, and they're going to do something about that. Yeah, and hopefully it will encourage more people to sell online and and not get stuck with items that are that they're big big issues with because. You know, somebody said they wanted it, they didn't buy it. You know, kind of things like that. So that is some really good news. And then you have to explain it to people. I know we got a lot of new new buyers out there uh, from time to time, but you know, it, it's it's hard enough. eBay's kind of intimidating for people to get into for whatever reason. 
if you get into it and your first couple items people aren't paying or it's just a bad experience like that, you're thinking, why am I wasting my time? We want to make the platform easy for people to get into, uh, sell their things, get their money, and make it as you know painless as possible. The learning curve shouldn't be as steep on some things. I mean, there's no reason that's yeah, there's no reason this should be done. Yeah, so that that's one. What else you got hot for? What are the good news you're going to be sharing with the people today? Well, I don't know if it's good news or not, but as we talked about a little bit before, um, the holidays are coming up. Uh, we're in quarter three, but uh, quarter four is just around the corner. Uh, that being said, um, we've been talking about it for, for almost a year as well. The shelves are not overwhelmed. There's uh, something in supply chains where things just aren't coming as, as fast as they used to be or... I don't know. I, I was at the. I'll tell this whole story. So I, the other day, we get a text again. Buddy Mike Painter, who who doesn't even have to be here to be the third man in the booth, uh, sent a text right as I was getting off the freeway from work that said, "Hey, uh, they were reloading cards over at the local Walmart. So if you guys want to get some cards, you might want to head on over there." And I I, I was just on the freeway off ramp, so I just turned on Huey. Basically, came off the on ramp. Next exit up was where that Walmart's located, so I was there within five minutes. I, I go inside, and uh, I've texted with him to say, were they you know behind the counter or were they in the old spot? And he said, no, they were back in the old spot. The guy was just putting out all the cards, so by the time you get there, should be good. Yeah. So I get there, and there's already a guy that's got all the prisms, so he must have been tipped off or something. I go supermarket sweep with my cart, and I just throw a couple boxes in my cart, and I, I just take off. Because there, there's people, and I, you know, I, I was afraid that I was gonna get assaulted or something. It was like a like a frenzy of Black Friday proportions. So I take off over to the toy section because I'm like, well, I'm here. I'm gonna check and see if my AEW figures are see, here. See what you can do. I'm gonna make this worth a trip. So I got, you know, I got a lot, not a lot, but a pretty good amount. I, I just threw them in the cart. Yeah, and I, cards. I'm like, I'll, I'll go figure this out later. You know, I'll come over here and scan, see if they're worth anything. But I'm not gonna be, you know, fighting with these people. Well, unbeknownst to me, a uh, guy decided that he was going to follow me. And, uh, no. Yeah, so I, I have this guy that I didn't know was fine. I'm just going over to the cards, and it was a guy that I've seen over at Phil's shop, and I had a whole other story about that one. Oh, boy. So I, I've known this guy before, and he kind of had a little interaction with Phil, and Phil's a hard guy not to get along with. So uh, I get over there, and uh, and uh, the, there's this, this uh, guy's like, are, are you going to take all those cards? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, you're going to take all those? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take them. And he's like, really? You give me a couple boxes? I'm like, no, you were standing right there. And he's got all these prism blasters anyway. He's got a lot of stuff. I'm like, I'm, like, I'm like, no. And then there's this other gentleman who looks up and is over in that area. And he goes, there, there's football there's football cards? And I'm like, uh, yeah, if you, if you get over there, if you hurry, they were going fast. But they were somehow. And I'm thinking, oh, man, this is going to be a mess. So. I have that one guy that I think might be stabbing me and taking the cards, and then I got this other guy that I know is going to go over there and see there's no cards and come try to find me. So I'm looking at the uh, the, the action figures, and I'm like, I oh, mean, I just need to get out of here. So um, I'm, I'm kind of walking away, and I notice that the uh, the toy shelves are pretty bare. There was not a lot there. There's not a lot, and I'm thinking this might be, I need to look a little more into it, but I'm thinking this might be the trend of maybe there's not going to be as much available um for this fourth quarter, especially for people that are trying to buy early, there, there's going to be a higher demand than what's available. I don't know what the hot toy is. I haven't really been looking into it now or if there's going to be. Uh, but things that always go well are like, you know, your LOL dolls, um, your your Legos, 
Uh, there's some things that are just kind of always classic, uh, a good Christmas toy, um, and, and sets and things. And, and I'd go on Therapy, and I'd, I'd look and see what's trending. I'd, you know, be scanning and looking at, you know, what things are, are going, what's, what things are being sold. But if you're looking into getting into fourth quarter and, and Christmas toys and, and selling toys for Christmas, uh, that would be a good time to try to figure out what that is and, and stock up because the shelves don't look like they're too full, and I don't see them getting really full, so it might be a good time. I mean, it might just be basic things are hard to get hold of. I don't know that you're going to get outrageous prices, but... I just came from the store. We were up to the, the Target and looking for birthday gifts, kind of games, you know, different things like that. And this particular Target, they still don't sell sports cards. They sell Pokemon and other cards, but they don't sell sports cards. And, and down those, those kid aisles, you're absolutely right. They, uh, the one thing, that, the Baybots, my kids play, it's like a, it's a top on steroids. You basically put in the, the, uh, the top string and you pull it out and they smash up to each other. And uh, if they break, you get two points and, you know, different things like that. It's like a, a metal top with plastic on it. So those were extremely barren. There was only a couple of those things. Just like what you're saying, your AEW uh, sports figurine uh, dolls, those are unavailable. My male wrestling dolls. <laughs> yes, your, your, your dolls, um, those were unavailable. There was, you know, one or two hit or miss, nothing too uh, skyrocketing there. So a lot of, a lot of barren shelves for there. And, and I mean, it, people aren't even going to the stores, really. A lot of people are buying online. I'm just thinking there's going to be a, a supply versus demand on, on some of these things, and it would be worth looking into to see kind of what, what's trending or going certain ways. I also, uh, as I was throwing those cards, I, I found there was these big boxes of Pokemon cards. So I grabbed like three of those and threw them in my box, and then there was a Magic the Gathering Dungeons and Dragons expansion kit. And those were the ones I kind of wanted to search to see if they were worth anything. And uh, there was only one of them, so I throw that in there. And that's why I was going over to the toy section so I could kind of scan and look at these, but I'd be away from that. But I had Homeboy following me that I had... A new guy being like, oh, there's cards. So I ended up just being like, I'll take the risk on it. You know, I did get, I think I did get the Pokemon set and saw that there was like 20 bucks or something to be made there with how it was. And I just went over and, and did the self-checkout and I got out, got out of Dodge and got home. So how many sports cards were you able to buy there? Uh, well, I bought some, probably about 10 packs of packs. just packs. Okay. And then there were the hanger boxes. I probably got 12 hanger boxes. So you're able to do okay. So it was okay. I mean, so are you going to turn and burn those? Are you going to open these packs and, and try and catch the lotto ticket? Or are you going to resell the packs? I've already got them all up for resell, except for I kept one of each and opened them, and I wish that I had. Yeah. It was one of those. Where, here's the thing. So sometimes you'll open things, and you can catch that lightning in a bottle, and you can get, like, this insert autograph card that's worth, like, $1,000 or something, something that you would never pay. Yeah. And you can sell and make some money. But most of the time, it's it's the thrill of the hunt. It's fun to open and rip the wax. But it's really like, man, I would have just rather took the, you know, 40, 50 bucks and not, you know. But when I'm like, well, there's a chance that I could get a couple hundred bucks out of this. I got I got your boy, uh, that Zach Wilson rookie card. I got, oh, yeah. I got that. I got some autograph guy from, uh, uh, where was he, Florida State or somewhere. I, I don't know who he was. And then on the other ones, I, I did find, it was a Tom Brady, but it was base uh, Tom Brady. But everything Tom Brady, as we learned from Dan the Man, you got to keep because he's going to keep his promise to get another ring. So Yeah, I got a couple Zach Wilsons right here, Kyle Trask. Unfortunately, all of my 
Tim Tebow's that I went all in on here about a month and a half. Apparently, they're not going to be worth as much because he just got cut today. Apparently, he uh, is now looking for employment. So maybe you should call him up and offer him a job over here. Well, we'll see if we can get him. Maybe in. he can get crunching some numbers for I, you. I did. Uh, no, I, I didn't even go push the wheelchairs. Right well, now. I don't know. He, he's not too physical of a guy. I think that's why. Uh, <laughs> that's why he lost his last job. He did lose a job. That would be good just to have an interview with him and say, "So what happened with your last job?" Yeah. Any, any references? <laughs> Can you get some references to come over and, and work with us? So that was, that was kind of an interesting thing. But what other good news you got for us? Well, it sounds like they're coming to get me. Again? Uh, again, so we're going to have to hide here. I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's just been nice, like we were talking about a little earlier, to uh, get back to listing. I know a lot of times it's kind of a drain or whatever, but just seeing those results. Um, I was able to get a bunch of that stuff back from PSA, like we've talked about for the last uh, few episodes. And, I mean, it's, it's just nice to have that stuff, and instead of piling it up, to actually be selling it and putting it up and, and, and seeing it happen. Um, the card values and things, it's kind of crazy, but, you know, I get that big bill back, because you get a couple orders from PSA, and you're a few thousand dollars down, and you're like, what am I doing with my life? This is ridiculous. I'm, I'm going to go bankrupt and have all this to show my wife's going to leave me, I'm just going to have cards to, to hold me close at night. But uh, by the time you get listing, you sell one or two for four hundred dollars, you know, two hundred fifty dollars. Then you're like, okay, I'm 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 halfway there. I've sold two cards out of the two hundred or whatever. Yeah. So th- there's a you know a bright spot at the end of the tunnel. Uh, just that, and then yeah, with the thrift stores and stuff. I just uh, I'm going down to Las Vegas this week. I'm hoping to get to some thrift stores. I'm hoping to be able to go out and and find some things. I don't know if there'll be cards available. Maybe a few card shops. Uh, if everything goes right, this will be my last podcast. Once again, I have to announce that if everything. Uh, it goes the way it's supposed to. You'll you'll never hear me. I'll just disappear, and that will be fine. I told that joke the other day, and people didn't think it was funny. What what kind of dollar amount are we talking? If if Derek won this on the bag of bucks machine, we would not hear from him again. Uh, it'd have to be over over two point five million. Okay, so if we're under now, is that before or after taxes? Uh, two after taxes. So two after taxes. So really. You're going to have to hit like a $4 million jackpot. It's, it's doable. Well, I'm going for the whole trip, so it doesn't all have to be at one okay, chunk. Not, not you, don't need, you don't need the elephant just all at once. So I'll sit down. Maybe I'll hit 100000 here, 250 over across the street, come back, get you know two or three mil on another machine. How, I'm looking to make it a trip. How does it feel when you're in those high roller, like, you know, the minimum bet at the table is like 5Gs? How does it feel to sit in there? I wouldn't know, but I've walked by a few times, and it looks pretty comfortable. <laughs> Their drink service is a lot faster than if you're out there saying, hey, can I get a cherry Coke? And they're like, uh, yeah, we'll get back to you, bub. You're on those penny slots. Keep uh, churning and burning. You always seem to have the luck on the slots, so maybe I need to give you a 20 spot to put in the uh, the Mega Bucks machine. Here's my, here's my real secret. So here's what uh, sports is, is starting up. We, we like our sports and, and what have you. My real secret is I'm going to go and I'm going to put – I haven't decided the amount, but I'm, I'm so against this Zach Wilson guy that Adam's hyped on that I'm going to go and put the uh, the uh, money on that they under. don't win, the under the six and a half games for the Jets to win this season, and I think that's going to pay off for this trip. So uh, I, I, it sounds negative, but I mean it in a positive way. I'm really excited about going down and betting against your Jets. Yes, I. I I hope that I'm just hoping that I'm just hoping that the uh, the odds don't come down to six or five or you know or, or I guess go up to seven. You have to remember the the NFL kind of mucked up the numbers this year because now there's 17 games that are played. 
So there's one more opportunity to hit that. Uh, I'm just hope, I'm just hoping he doesn't get injured and they have a decent quarterback come in and really really ruin the season. Wow. I, I will say I do have a really nice backup Jets quarterback, James Morgan, auto numbered. So I don't have any Zach. I can't afford his cards. Oh, I've got a guy that's motivated. He'll make you a great deal. Yeah, I can't afford his high dollar cards. His autos numbered. That's. That's where the big dollars are. I don't have any of those. So. I'll get you a nice base one for uh, services rendered at some point. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I said. So, now i got a couple things. Like I said, it's always fun to list. Like I said, football season is coming up. A lot of good things going Adam's on. Adam's going to be on the road again. Adam, do you mind if I derail? i got a summer derailment that I haven't been able to get to, and I've been meaning to, and I know the people out there kind of enjoy them from time to time. Well, let's let's wrap up the show with a summer derailment with Dr. D-Roy. There's a place I like to go, and I like to get an ice cream cone. Now, I'm not going to say names because of what how I'm going to go down this path, but let's just say it's near my house, and I like to go and get a, I like an ice cream cone, but I like the dip cone. And there's only like four places that I know of are probably within a mile radius. Some people call them, some people call them a brown topper. I just call them a dip cone. Okay. So uh, there was a spice that was advertising the fact that uh, they had uh, an orange uh, dip, okay. an orange dream sickle, and I thought, oh boy, would that be good? Oh boy, would that? So I'm like, and I kind of forgotten a few times, and then uh, me and me and Holly were coming home, and I said, oh, I got a special surprise, like. We're going to do this right. So I'm like, I go over there, and they have it on the billboard, and I go up to the, to order it. And uh, Oh, can I intervene real quick? You go ahead. All right, baby. We're going to make it a real good night tonight. We are going for dipped cones. No, you don't say. I just got something special planned. Wow. I just got, you, you know, I've got something special planned. Wow. We're going to go out. We're going to get something real nice. And we're not talking red lobster. We're talking dipped cones. Well, I, well, I get to the drive-up menu, and she's okay. like, "What? What we do?" I said, "You see that there? It says that they got orange dream sickle dip cones. Can you imagine orange dream sickle and a dip cone?" She said, "Well, that, that does sound good." I said, "No, that sounds amazing." <laughs> and so we go up there, beep, you know, and the oh, and, it's, and so I, I said, "Yes, I'd like two. I'd like two of the uh, of the orange uh, dream sickle dip cones." The dipper. And they said, oh, oh, we're we're all out of those. And I said, oh, oh, okay, okay. And I said, all right. And I just drove off. Because I'm like, we're not going to, when you have your mind set on it, nothing else is going to substitute. So a couple days go by, and I said, okay, let's go back over. They should have it now. <clears throat> go back over, and they say the same thing. They say, oh, actually, we, we, did, we don't have those anymore, but we have, we have butterscotch if you'd be interested. And you know me. Sometimes I get myself in trouble. I, I, I said, uh -oh. I said, uh, if I was interested in licking uh, my grandma's purse, I'd just go find my grandma and lick her purse. Like there's no, there's no reason that anyone would want butterscotch with ice cream, especially if you're wanting orange. It's like you're essentially berating the 16-year-old kid that is suggesting, I'm sorry, sir, we don't have orange dreams to go Take it off the menu. But we've got butterscotch. Take it off the menu, put something that says sold out on there. Don't keep advertising it. Do you think and, it's and well, just say, job Just say you don't have it. Don't offer butterscotch if you're over over orange. Are you kidding me? So I, I, I did. I said, uh, you know, if I, if I wanted to look at my grandma's purse, I could get all the butterscotch flavor I wanted. Let me talk to your manager. No, I just drove off again. But I came up with this. Oh and uh, I went to another establishment because I wasn't going to patronize there anymore. Uh, I found that if you get the uh, the chocolate ice cream and you have it dipped into uh, cherry, 
So there's there's chocolate and cherry. You get, well, I mean, the dipper, you can get the chocolate or the cherry. But if you get chocolate ice cream and a cherry, that will just, I mean, I've just changed your life right there. So that was free of charge, listeners. Go up to your local uh, uh, ice creamery and uh, see if they got the dip cone. And if they do, if they have the cherry flavor and they have the uh, chocolate soft serve, uh, you go ahead and you order that and you just think, man, D-Roy is on to something here. And then I got mad thinking, yeah, this would have been good with orange. I will say I did, uh, um, I took your suggestion. I had the chocolate with the cherry dip, and it, it was good. Um, I, I will say that um, you are that guy. I always thought I was that guy. But apparently you're that guy that gets upset at the teenage kid, and he has no bearing on whether the orange dreamsicle is on or off the menu. I can understand. You're a little upset. You, you My get, heart was set on it. I, I can get that. But if they had just told me the first time, it's never coming back. I'd been good with it. That's true. I, I will have to bring up one more ice cream store before we go. It's almost the, the same. You don't have to burn a pill to eat those things. Uh, you do have to burn a pill. A year ago, it was my son's birthday coming up here, and we went to an ice cream place right next to here. They were out of ice cream. No joke. The ice cream place, that's all they serve is ice cream, and they were out of ice cream. So it's a kid's birthday. We figured, all right, let's go up to the, uh, the next different ice cream establishment, the Golden Arches, uh, to get them a, a McFlurry. Oh, that machine's always broken. So that machine w was broken, and then we drove to another city, and we went there to get uh, same thing. Poor kid went zero for three on his birthday. No ice cream. This is what I'm saying. People gotta be more. And imagine if you want an orange dipped. People gotta be accountable for things, Adam. And so, we're the ones that gotta keep them accountable. So we went the old school. Went down to the local grocery store. Got the uh, cookies and cream and, and uh, took that home and just just. By this time, it's eleven thirty at night. It, it was the the birthday celebration was almost over. Just like this show, D. Roy. Then that means there are two things in life that are certain. That would be death piles and taxes. Be ready for